You're listening to the World Famous White Roof Radio, webcast number 651, recorded November 20th, 2018. Brought to you, as always, by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's OutMotoring.com. <laughs> But are we not ready? No, I messed me up. I said Ready Player One. Sorry, <laughs> I haven't seen Ready Player One. Yet. I have not. I have not either. Dude, I yeah, have. I see, here's here's what's really bad to you. Before you get started, I, I mean, I have still not seen what's the latest uh, uh, Avengers. Ant Man, uh, Ant Man uh, and the Wasp, or I've Avengers not seen that. Infinity War. I haven't seen either one of those. Dude, and literally the the last Star Wars I'd never saw in the theater. Um, well, I wouldn't have seen last one in the theater. I haven't seen last one at all. That's where I'm at. Yeah. But I'm a Marvel nerd, not a Star Wars nerd. Hey, everybody, it's TV in Arizona. <laughs> New episode of White Roof Radio. We snuck a little black roof in there for you. Pretty cool, yeah, right? Whatever, yeah. Right, that's Shuttlecast stuff right there. But we don't do a Shuttlecast yet. Anyway, we're not talking about that. We are talking about Mini Cooper stuff for you. This will be the last show of 2018, just so you guys know. We already talked about weather, um, and we already talked about Jim Peterson switching to Snows, and we already talked about Apple stuff. And if you want to hear any of that, all you gotta, all you gotta do, oh, you know what else you gotta do? Uh, they also got uh, sneak peek. They got first, you get first run, first pass at something really cool that you guys are gonna find out about later in the show. Um, but they got it like last week. You know how they did that? Over at the Black Roof, Black Roof Radio Club, patreon.com forward slash white roof radio for like, I don't know, like a buck a show. And so far, that's been like a buck a month with the way we've been doing shows. <laughs> you get access to Black Roof Radio, which is all of our pre-show stuff. Sometimes it's good, sometimes well. It's just us, you know, bashing on Gabe. But sometimes you get cool stuff like this last one. There was cool stuff and you guys missed it. And now you have to wait till the end of the show. And valuable stuff. Like valuable stuff. Monetarily cool. valuable stuff. Cool and valuable stuff. Over at patreon.com forward slash black roof radio. You should, that would be really awesome if you want to do that. Maybe make that a, you know, New Year's resolution or something. It's worth more anyway. than the dollar you're going to pay for the show. I'm telling you that it's right totally now. Totally worth more than a dollar. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the new GP. We're going to talk about switching to winter tires. We're going to talk about something else that Todd had and I've now since forgotten because I didn't write it down. I got a couple. SEMA. Things. Oh, SEMA. yeah, and SEMA. Yeah, we got five minutes of Chad and I from SEMA. That's right. We're going to do all that plus a whole bunch more, including, like I've already alluded to, I want you guys to stick around to the end of the show. We've got a discount code for you. I'm not going to tell you what it's for. I'm not going to tell you how much it is, but you just got to stick around to the end of the show. It's it's actually really cool. You're going to dig it. And it's only for it's only for you guys. Well, only for the listeners of White Refrain. We'll get to that a little bit later. <clears throat> Pardon me. Before we do, let's remind you about the guys that make this actually happen. Besides the fine and noble patrons, over at patreon.com forward slash white roof radio. And that's our friends over at outmotoring. Outmotoring.com is one of our favorite sponsors. They've been an sp- OG sponsor, right? Of uh, both motoring file and out and white roof radio for a very, very, very long time. Um, and you know why? Because Aaron at outmotoring.com is awesome and he does great work and he loves you guys, especially. He, lo- he doesn't really like us, he thinks we're kind of okay. Uh, <laughs> but you guys, man, he thinks you guys are awesome. You know how awesome he thinks you guys are? Right now, if you click over to outmotoring.com, he's actually having um, holiday mini sale, uh, door busters, even. 
with an exclamation point. You can save up 75 cents, 75% on some items. There's a whole bunch of stuff over there that you guys can pick up because it's Christmas time and there's a mini person in your life. Might just be you and maybe it's your missus, maybe it's your mister. I don't know, but there's a mini person in your life and you need some of the things that are over at outmotoring.com that you are saving, oh my God, huge amounts of money on. Carbon fiber exhaust tips for $120? Wait, what? Are you kidding me? That's like more than half price off. What'd you say? The out- carbon fiber exhaust carbon tips? Carbon fiber exhaust tips. For who? For 120 for bucks. For, for what? I don't know. Just carbon fiber exhaust <laughs> tips. Oh, for the, for the F car or for the R car? Seriously? F or, F or R series. Yeah. Whoa. 120 bucks each. It's like, wait, what? Really? That's way less uh, than half price. Mine were mine were four bills a piece. Yeah, well, his normal price is two, three hundred bucks. So that's quite a, it's a huge wow. savings. Grill badge holder, thirteen bucks. Come on. And you're gonna need that. You're just a hint. Just a hint. Just just telling you. Um, key rings if you've got an R car. Um, all kinds of stuff over there. Just go over there, you know, plus some uh, personal stuff. You know, shirts. Also on the special double badge holder. All kinds of cool stuff. Just gotta click over to outmotoring.com and then click on the doorbusters link and you can find some stuff, some great, some great deals over there. But not only there you're gonna find great deals, you're gonna find great deals for the whole site because Aaron, Aaron's price is outmotoring.com. I would almost bet, and I need to research this, but I'm not gonna bother. I'm just gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. His prices are better than the parts desk, especially for you DIY guys. You need to do an oil change, you need to do a tune up. You're just doing maintenance on your car. The uh, uh, one of the uh, you know you need one of those little clips or something. You just need something mechanical for your car because you're fixing it or replacing it. Now motoring is your cloud-based parts desk, and you've got prices that will probably meet or beat the dealer. I mean, you're just—it's just silly not to go anywhere else. Outmotoring.com. Make sure you sign up for the email newsletter or watch for his post on motoringfile.com. Doing that will get you a five percent discount code for the month, so that's really cool. When you log in and create an account, you actually get points when you buy at outmotoring.com, which is really cool. Aaron's always going to make sure you buy the right parts for your car because um, you don't understand the R56, R59, F56, R60 stuff. You don't get that. You don't need to get that. You're not a hardcore mini nerd. You just love the car, right? Aaron will make sure you get the parts, right parts for your car. Uh, if you're a club or you've got a, like a Mini Cooper event and you're looking for some swag or something to give away, if you hit up Aaron, he's always going to help you do with something. It might it might be something simple out of the swag closet or it might be like a $200 gift certificate. He almost never says no. Just saying. Uh, free shipping on most orders over $195. 100% happiness guarantee. And don't forget, of course, if you need to pull stuff with your Mini, Aaron's got you covered there with Mini Do More. Hook you up with a little hitch system for your Mini. Be able to haul anything up to, I think, up to a single PWC, the back of your Mini with a hitch if you've got an S. Very cool stuff. I'm actually going to be getting one of those after the first year, so we'll watch for a full review of that. Um, Anyway, go over there, check it out. Don't forget, I said email, sign up. Yes, do that. And then click through on motoring.com. Easy. Mini performance, speed, and hmm, uh, how about a knit beanie hat? Oh, yeah, mini toques, $14. That's a stocking stuffer. It's heck, heck, it's practically a stocking. Sweet. Get over there, pick it up right now at motoring.com. And I always think it's funny. We try to get Gabe on, and he's just not available. He's in his car. He's driving his car, which is fine. And he's got hands-free and all that stuff in the Countryman, the company car. But because Gabe lives in the most one of the most populous cities in all of the United States, he has the world's worst internet connectivity. 
Pretty much anywhere it goes. Because like six million other people are trying to use the internet at the same time. Ugh, it's just crazy balls. So we don't get Gabe. So instead, we're just going to jump right to it. Let's start talking about the big post on motoringfile.now, uh, motoringfile.com, which is that of the new upcoming 2020 JCW GP. It's going to be blue, I heard. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I heard it's going to be chilly red, and I also heard that Todd's going to have one in his car. And this is now. This is really quick. Let's let's go. Let's well, do mean, some historical reference, really quick. Todd, Hang on. Todd will buy one. That I mean, that is well, precedent. No, let me tell you what's going to happen here. Todd's going to talk trash about this car for the next year. He's going to say, "I'm not going to get one. I'm not going to get one. Nope, can't get it. Nope, nope. Getting an Aston Martin. I'm going to buy. Uh, I'm going to buy a Bugatti Veyron, and and all this other stuff. And you know what he's going to come back to? When this car comes out, he's going to have one in his garage." But I'm you know what? Marking, mark it I, now. I didn't. I didn't well, buy the GP two. It's not even that he's going to want to buy one. His dealer will force him to buy one. <laughs> They've already. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like sitting here. You should just like take this home, yeah. and then he'll drive it and he'll be like, "Okay, here's my money." <laughs> exactly. That's how he gets his cars. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay, we're done picking on Todd now about his GP. <laughs> and but you're probably right. You're... We we kid because we love. Um, yeah, we, because, I, we, we love Todd a lot. He taught us how to play video poker and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah, but but remember, too, our, our man Todd, he he was, he was uh, one of the ori- own, original owners of the original GP, did the whole uh, takeover, you know, you know the, the, the delivery in, on the coast, drove it across the United States, the whole shoot match, liked the second GP so much he had two of them. At the same time. No, I didn't. Right? I didn't. I didn't buy the second. I didn't buy GP two. But I like the yeah. I like GP one so much. I bought a second GP one. So, oh, that's what it was. Right? Yeah, we had two GP ones uh, for I don't know three four years, and then uh, you know you can't drive both of them at the same time. Like I say, having having two cars is like having sex with two women at the same time. There's a lot of starting <laughs> and stopping. You know, <laughs> somebody gets ignored quite a bit. So <laughs> can I say that on the family show? The Thanksgiving uh, show? Yeah, I think you just did. Oh, jeez. Um, or it's going to be the world's longest beep, depending on my mood when I edit. Anyway. <laughs> So, so we have the new JCW. Now, let's just talk. The only thing that anybody cares about the new JCW, and and that's um, what colors are going to be. Nobody cares about the color. Yeah. Honestly, the only thing anybody cares about is horsepower at this particular moment in time. And according to what Gabe has written, this is going to be a 280 horsepower ish. beast. Ish. 280 ish. 280 ish well, horsepower with 300 ish foot pound of torque. Go is check. it going to look just like? No, the no, spy because no. I mean, if if it, I mean, not that the spy photos are horrible, but those like fender, no, you know, shields, whatever so, you want to call them, I mean, while very cutting edge, very nude and very different, I mean, that would look like no other car on the market ever anywhere. Yeah. yeah so what we have here for photos, go ahead, Todd. I was gonna say, Chad. No, here's my take: is that it's gonna be like the the previous two GPS. It's gonna look like a mini F56. And it's probably going to have some graphics and a wing. That's it. Yes, and, and a, a more aggressive package and yeah, a more aggressive yeah. front splitter. It won't have these crazy like the, you're looking at this concept with the crazy fenders and all that. It's not going to have any of that. Well, and you know, even the GP2, the only thing that was different about that car than a JCW of its generation is that at larger brakes. Yep. But the arrow kit and it uh, it came in a special color at the time. But even then, you could order like very soon after the GP2 came out, you could order that color, and you can still to this day order a yeah. Thunder Gray Mini. Right. Yeah. Um. You know, right now, 
they've been doing that. So I, I got to say that the GP2 wasn't quite as special, and I hope they do something to make this one set it apart a little bit more because even the arrow kit on the GP2 was, uh, I think, pretty standard. I don't think they did anything yeah, to that. Yeah, it was pretty standard. I would almost bet, though, if they're going to put a car with this much power um, going only through the two front wheels on the road, I would imagine it's going to have a pretty aggressive front splitter of some sort. Yeah. Well, I could see the grill package and the front front, front splitter kind of uh, becoming part of it. Right. And even almost up into that uh, section where it uh, kind of comes up. I mean, the new Corvettes have been doing something very similar like that. I could see that being a little more aggressive in there. But the whole, like, coming back and the number on the side, I just I don't see that happening. The, no, no. They could do something similar in the rear quarter panel, but the whole gappage thing it would be – a logistical nightmare in yeah. manufacturing. I mean, just it would be. It's it's so so difficult. Well, they're yeah. only making and, they're only making three thousand of these, Chad. I mean, they could do each one by hand like they did the first time. Now, and that's what the difference between GP one and GP two was. Every GP one in two thousand six was built by hand at Bertoni mm -hmm. in Italy. Okay, yep. and it was you know assembled there, and and everything. Now the GP two. Uh, just came off the assembly line in Oxford, right? Like everything yep. else. I mean, there was yeah, a yeah, but it, 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 we already know that that was a losing, losing, uh, losing cost, you know, profit for them. Yeah, I mean, just to to get it out there. So we all know, without getting too in depth in this, that Mini's kind of hurting a little bit in the pocketbook. They're not, you know, like hey, we got some money to just throw around. Let's make this really special edition that yeah. will, you know, keep our name in the media for the next twenty years because it'll just keep going up. Uh, they're well, not in that place so, anymore. But anyway, you know, Chad, I think all the more reason for them to do something completely radical and come up with something that everybody has to have, that there's going to be so much demand that outstrips the supply here in the U.S., yada, yada, yada. Because um, I know on the at least the GP1, they lost money on every one of those cars. It cost, sure. it cost way more than – it was a very affordable, very reasonable price. But uh, – um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I think it could go either way, Chad. I think you're right. Is you know they may have to pare it down because there's not a lot of you know budget for for such things. But which brings us to the next point, which Gabe said in the article, is that they're estimating this car is going to be around forty five grand. Forty five grand or higher. Yeah. Which wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't which surprise wonder, me. You know, are they going to come out with an all wheel drive system for that then? I don't you know, know. Which... because here's the here's the real kicker is that BMW, and we talked about this, I think, on the very last show that we did, uh, mm -hmm. at least the last show that Gabe was on, they have the JCW engine, the two-liter, um, the JCW engine, in the BMW X2 right now. I want to say it's right. like X2 M well, something. Well, it's in a lot of cars right now, but But let's go with that. it's putting out 300 horsepower. Right. This engine block, this same engine is putting out 300 horsepower already. So that kind of leads you to believe. Now, granted, that's in an all-wheel drive car. And, Chad, you're right. I think you put 300 horsepower into a front-wheel drive car, and it's a losing, It's a ridiculous proposition. You're never going to lay that down. You're going to be buying new tires every two months. Yeah. Right. But they, according to what Gabe's written here, is they've got it figured out um, with some kind of fancy mechanical diff and some other torque vectoring systems that they put in place that's supposed to at least keep the steering wheel from yanking out of your hands when you get on it. Yeah, because i got to tell you right now, my car, my JCW, uh, I've got some pretty horrendous torque steer, second and third gear. If you're pulling really hard and yeah. you know, you're know you maxing it out going there, it uh, if you're not paying attention, 
the car will definitely jerk. Um, and yeah. it's a, it's a it's the nature of a front wheel drive car with a lot of horsepower. Now, right, I've got my car tuned to <clears throat> a little more horsepower than standard JCW. Yeah, but um, a bit. it does add a little bit of a torque steer there. So, but here's the other thing, Chad. You were also talking about these fender wells or these giant fender carbon fiber, yep. you know, yep. extra add-on pieces there. Do you see why they did that? Look at how far those wheels come out. They come out yeah, to the edge I, of there. I, I did notice that. I mean, they are, and they look just like a standard OZ wheel. There doesn't look like there's any, like, a huge offset aftermarket-type wheel uh, to that. So but um, there's a lot of interesting things in these concept drawings. But here's the thing. Without putting, I mean even 20 millimeter spacers wouldn't bring them out that far. So, which begs the question, like, even for this car, what the hell did they do to bring that track out so far? Because it's got to be an inch and a half farther on every corner, which means the total, you know... Big stack of washers. Yeah, the total track of that car is upwards of two, three inches wider than a normal Mini. Yeah, yeah, and since it's just a concept, dude, I wouldn't actually be surprised yeah. if they literally just put a big stack of washers back there. Yeah, a bunch of spacers. That tire, to bring that, a bunch of spacers, Yeah, right? A two by four, who knows what? Something. Right? I don't know. I don't know. The car does, well, I, I will say, looking at the picture of the of the concept, it kind of looks like the original uh, GP, 2006 GP, um, Thunder Blue Metallic again. It does. It, I agree. I recognize. I mean, I looked that color for ten straight years uh, in my garage, and it kind of looks more like that than it does. And it might be a new, a whole new color. I, I hope it is a whole new color. And I hope right. they don't offer it on regular minis. That would piss me off. Yeah, especially if you bought one. Especially after you have one in your garage. So the last question about the GP. Let's talk about this because this will be the one that everybody else gets revved up about too. Manual or automatic transmission? It'll be. Mm. Ugh. I hate to say it. It's going to be an automatic. It's going to be the automatic. Yeah, yeah prob- prob- probably, unfortunately, yeah. I will say no, that's just almost the, bad. That's just the way things, the, the BMW mindset is going. And not that not that people at BMW hate manual transmissions. The automatic transmissions right. are faster. They have faster zero to 60 times. They're more efficient. They're smoother right. than they ever have been before. They lay the power down better. You know, you'll be faster on the track with it. Is it yeah, as yeah. much fun? That's subjective. Those of us who drive manual transmission cars uh, would probably not agree with that. I mean, right. So, you, but you know, if I'm BMW, you know, what another concern I would have is, is, and I would like to think that if you're going out and you're buying a JCW GP, that you already have skills uh, as far as driving skills. Like maybe you've already had some track time. You're but not no. just buying this car because it's like the hottest car to get. You would think, but you're that's not, not probably. You would think. That's probably right. not true necessarily. No. Right. So no, I'm, you, I'm... you've got some money right now because you've been working really hard, and this was the one that you could get, and you couldn't get the Gen One GPA at the time. Right. And now you want the, the you know the next couple little things. Because I'm sure this is probably not going to have the stripped down speakers. It already looks like it's got the xenon lights and a few other things. You know, yes, it's going to have a ton of horsepower. So why pull out half the stereo speakers because you don't need to save that weight. You know, they're probably going to definitely make it an automatic. But, you know, yes, I agree with what Todd's saying. There are a lot of advances with the automatics, and it's just like doing a stick. you got to time things. you got to do stuff. The automatic with the paddle shifters and all that fun stuff is you also have to time all those things. You have to know exactly on the D-cell when to hit the downshift button because, again, they won't let you downshift until – 
they feel it's safe enough, but you know, so you can't, you know, or otherwise you just get frustrated. Right. You keep pulling you know, the downshift. Button, you know what the so. ma- you know what the manual does, Chad? The the new JCW. If you try and downshift too soon, uh, is it ma- rev match? No, it slams on the. It does rev match, but if you what I'm saying is if you try and downshift before the car will, if it's gonna redline the car, the car applies the brakes and it does it in really. A, it does it in a dramatic fashion. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It will not over rev this car in a, the manual, the new manual transmission technology. Mm. So you've kind of wow. done away with that a little bit. I mean, you're, I've only done it a couple of times just out of, you know, like from third to second. You go a little bit too soon, you know, trying to slow down or you get into a corner. And, uh, boy, it is it is jolting. It is jarring. And, uh, wow. <laughs> It'll scare the crap out of you. Don't, don't yeah. sugarcoat that at all. Yeah. I mean, all oh, no, I'm not sugarcoating, Chad. I'm lying. Like, it's terrifying. Crap. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so uh, here's the other thing, too, is I think many has to look at it from a sales standpoint and go, listen, we can see we've been selling JCWs since 2016, the, the F-Series JCWs. This is how many are manuals. This is how many are automatics um, because they came out with it. Here, let's rewind to 2016. Do you guys remember they came out the JCW automatic before they came out with the manual? Yeah, I it was, remember that. It was like three months before the manual hit right. in the JCW. Automatic was first to market. Yeah, yeah I remember that. I think there I were forgot, probably... I kind of forgot about that, too. I, I think there might have been logistic reasons behind that. And there is a demand for you know, the manual transmission JCWs. But I, I would think, in general, in the U.S., that... Uh, automatics now, and this is 15 years later after the launch of the Mini, when you know they only offered manual transmission. You right. c- you couldn't get an automatic Mini when they were brand new. No, you couldn't get an automatic Mini for how long? 2000 for around Til- five. 2005. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think wasn't not counting the CVT. Yeah, that was the first S, S. transmission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first S with an automatic you was get an in automatic, 2005. The Cooper automatic. But I don't. It wasn't. Was it available in two thousand two? It might have been available in two thousand three. What's that? The automatic, automatic and the Cooper on the S. On the, oh, Cooper. the, Cooper? the Cooper. No, no, that was two thousand three. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't think I don't think you get the CVT on a two thousand two. I don't know. You couldn't get the two thousand two in the states easily. Possibly, so, but yeah. So I it, think it was the right CVT. I think the CVT didn't come along until two thousand three. Yeah, it was. It was 2003. Cause I, well, I didn't know anybody had a 2002. So. God, that was so long ago. <sighs> right? Let's, let's see. My God. Guess who I says, was a puppy back then. Guess who says they're ready to come into the call? Shall we try it? Oh, hell, why not? All right. Hopefully, this won't hang up on you guys. Hopefully. Oh, no, that worked. Well, let's see. If... We might get Gabe. Hello. There Gabe? he is. Hello. Okay, G- Gabe, you're... Hi, you're on the air. We have a lightning fire question, lightning round question for you here. When? Yeah, hold on. I'm, uh, hold on. Pause that. Better. Oh, we can. Hey, can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you okay. All right, well. You ready I have for my headphones on? They're just not functioning. All so. right. Oh, well, here, so here. Anyway, you have to, we have to quickly. We were in the we were in the middle of this. You have to answer this question. When was the first mini with an automatic available? The first modern mini. Uh, right off the bat, two thousand. 
Was it an O2? So you could get a CVT in the Cooper. I thought so, but... Okay, but the S didn't happen until 2005, right? Correct, yes. They got the ace and six speed in... Actually, it was July... 2004. Was it really that late in 2004? Wow. Interesting. Okay. And that was 2005 model here, yeah. Well, so here, yeah, yeah, okay. here, what, what, what begged the question for us we were talking about is the will the new GP be a manual transmission or are they all going to be automatics? Well, would you like to know? I, I can, I can, I can give you some, sure. some insight there. Sure, fire away. Um, so, uh, so I have had it confirmed by two different sources, both in Europe, for what it's worth, that it will be automatic only. Yeah, that's what I was saying. That yeah, was not surprising there. It'll be the uh, eight-speed ASIN. Um, it will be a, uh, the thing that I don't know, you know, like right now, BMW has a few different options. They have a few different options. They have the, the 300 horsepower, uh, four cylinder B48 that is going in the clubman and the countryman that's already in the new, um, X1 or X2 the X1 as well. Right. Right. And so they've got that car, but they don't have. They will not have had any other. They will not have a front-wheel drive version of it anywhere. Like they're not. That that has not been done. And I would assume that many people inside of BMW would 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 strongly advocate against having a front-wheel drive version of that of that car. So that's where. Right. It's a little unclear to me. Well, and that's what um, we were talking about. Is if they if they're pushing, you know, if they limit it to 270, 280 horsepower, it'll still be a front-wheel drive car. But if they're going to push that 300 horsepower uh, uh, threshold there, and what I can't see is I can't see many offering a 300 horsepower JCW Clubman and Countryman and only a 280 horsepower GP. Uh, just so to, to you're sense right, of... and I, I think that you know there's a couple different scenarios. I know Todd, this is exactly where where my like I, I'm kind of digging on on digging through some of this. Um, I have heard 280 something, again from a couple sources. I have um, going through a uh, toll right now, by the way, for what it's worth. All right. Um, I have I have heard nothing about front wheel drive versus all wheel drive. Although I suspect they're going to keep it front wheel drive, and I suspect what they're going to do. Is they're going to do some really interesting sort of like torque. Um, I don't know if I can use this word, but retardation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to potentially minimize the the, the torque steer um, because the suspension geometry isn't like the for, the Focus RS where the, the the first one or the not the not the current one but the previous one. Okay. Um, where they had the, the specific geometry that sort of limited that. Um, so they kind of have to do it artificially, is my understanding. And if they do that, they're going to have to market this car as a light, like it's, it's, it's not as powerful as those big cars, but it's lighter weight and will be faster. Well, the whole, you look at it from horsepower to weight ratio, and it is ridiculous at that point when you get to 280 yeah. in a car that is, you know, jeez, uh, what's the F? I mean, it'll be under 3,000 pounds. Right. Yeah. 2,800 pounds or something. Yeah, most likely. Yeah. yeah it'll, it'll be fast. I mean, it'll be, it'll be, it should be under five seconds, zero to 60. Yeah, that's pretty. That would you be wicked? That's pretty ridiculous because the original yeah. GP1 was listed at, uh, I believe, right at six seconds or five point nine. Yeah, as yeah. was the GP2. And, it's, and, and well, and, and Todd, you know, you know this as well as anybody. The limit of of the performance of that car 
and even GP2 is really down to traction. It really is. It's like putting the good tires on it, and which they did on the GP2. Yes, they did. So I think it's I think it's going to be interesting to see how they hustle this car. <laughs> Actually, I take all that back. If it's only front wheel drive, it's going to be hard to get the car to to, to hook up. Um, if it was a manual, if it's an automatic with launch control, they stand a chance of getting to that that near that five second mark. Right, because they could do some computer trick trickery. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Which is another reason why they may just say, listen, we're not going to even do a manual because it's going to be infinitely more like sort of like, you know, uh, uh, usable, if you will. Right. Right. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I get You're that. You're going to be able to extract the performance out of it much easier. Yeah. I, I get that, but I also get, you know, most likely sales numbers too. One, it's performance. The car, the automatics are always going to be faster because the technology is there to make them faster. They're better shifting. Uh, smoother, all of that. But but looking at the sales numbers, they've got from 2016, 16, 17, 18, you know, they got three years of sales numbers for JCWs. They know what the percentage is, automatics to manuals. Yeah. And I guarantee you it is at least 60-40, if not 70-30 or, or yeah. beyond. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sure that is heavily favored. It's he Automatics are sort of like heavily weighted on the, the larger JCW side, I'm sure. But yeah. You know, I, I think it's going to be interesting because I, I left, you know, that, that to me is like one of the big, the big like gotchas of this car, presuming it's a automatic only, which I, like I said, I'm pretty sure it is. And there's a lot of people that have bought GPs in the past, a lot of people who are diehard mini enthusiasts, who by their very nature are probably going to be more prone to buy manuals, are going to just be like up in arms. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. But, I, you know, it's different with this car. I, I, and I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting. I'm older now that I'm in my 30s, <clears throat> but I, you know, I, I don't mind. I, I don't mind. I'm supposed to be sarcastic, by the way. I don't mind. <laughs> Nobody laughed, Gabe. Car. Nobody laughed because we're way older than that. Uh, well, I may be too, but uh, regardless, you know, I, I don't mind that in this car because a, it's never been done before, so it's kind of cool, you know, like all right, sure, high performance automatic, um, high, you know, you know that that's really interesting, but it's also it, it feels like it's a track weapon and you already have like you already have minis that are just like incredibly back to basics and just fun to drive and that's basically called every mini with a manual transmission and so they kind of already checked that mark in a sense with just the standard gcw it's the back to basics like very pure vehicle that is just a lot of fun to drive as by the way i shift my manual jcw <laughs> for what it's worth i don't know but uh you, you know, with this car, it's going to be more of a track weapon and sort of all-out performance. You know, I think it's kind of interesting. Now, here's what I want them to do. I want them to add, if they're going to do that, then just go ahead and shoehorn, and I don't know if they can do it or not, shoehorn that that uh, that all-wheel drive system in there. Or or take that uh, Twinster um, all-wheel drive system that Getrek created and okay. actually tried to sell it to BMW. Yeah. BMW said no, and then they went to sold and sold it to Ford, and Ford put it on the Focus RS. Right. Right. Get that thing, which is much more, which is much more performance oriented, much more real, real drive sort of, you know, like a forward, if you will, and get that in there. Well, so tell, okay. So tell me this: does uh, does Honda do it with their with their Type R? It or is it still a front wheel drive car? Because that's a lot of horsepower. The Civic Type R. 
I'm pretty sure the Civic Type R, Type R is still a front, um, wheel front wheel drive. Yeah. I'd be shocked if it wasn't knowing Honda. Well, I'm gonna but look again, it up. Well, well, yeah, well, well, while we talk here, I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up so we know. I'm gonna look it up I, right. Go ahead, Gabe. I think no, I was gonna say I think I think the suspension geometry would probably help there as well. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think it's I think I, the I, the idea of a small all-wheel drive performance mini is just always kind of been interesting to me. And I know it's not like the pure quote-unquote GP that others were, but you know maybe it's maybe it's time for something a little different and. Uh, you know, it's not to say that they can't do something else as well. Yeah, okay. Okay. One Fair note enough. on this car, and I, and I zoomed in, and I actually had yeah. it. It's in the article on Motoring File. There's a zoomed-in photo of the um, speedometer area right in the in front of the uh, steering wheel. And if you look closely, that is the new gauge cluster. Hmm. So it's this, oh, I don't know okay. if I pulled it out in the article or not. I can't remember. But um, it's this big, like... You know, oval, if you will, um, it, all digital. It's like a like specific like cut LCD display. That's going to be the new gauge cluster that debuts uh, next year with the Mini E, and then obviously we'll go into all other Minis. Well, I, I'm going to say this now: okay. if if Honda can make a 306 horsepower Civic front wheel drive Mini, yeah. ought to be able to figure out how to do it because it's been done. The Japanese have done it. Yeah, and yeah, this is a front-wheel drive car. There's no all-wheel drive on this, best I can tell. I'm looking no. on the website right now. Yeah. And if it was all-wheel drive, they'd put it all over the place, and it is nowhere to be found here. Yep. That car, yeah, yeah, that, that car is it, uh, it, it, Unfortunately, pretty, uh, <laughs> the biggest problem with the with the Civic Type R is it looks like a prop car from the Fast and the Furious series. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it, it looks super angry. I mean, I... <laughs> I, I hesitate to like you know talk smack about it because I think it's really cool that they actually exist. But I think you have um, to be an Asian. Like, yeah. I think you literally. I'm not saying this. This is stereo stereotyping, but it's true. You have to be an Asian teenager to, to drive this car. Well, that's it. Yeah. Nothing wrong no with comment. that. Nothing wrong with no, that. No, there's nothing wrong with yeah, that. I'm just I saying that's. I that, don't know. That's I, th I actually think that is by definition stereotyping. It is. <laughs> but it fits. I, it fits. I don't know if it does or not. Regardless, <laughs> it's not my taste. I'll just say that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the uh, car or Asian teens? Yeah. <laughs> hey. 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 Not going to comment anymore on that. So. Gabe, <laughs> Gabe, since we've got you on, I've been seeing the pictures of the company car all over Instagram. Uh, how is the company car driving, treating you so far? Oh, it's fantastic. So, uh, got a. I'm about, let's see, 6,200 miles into this thing. Holy cow! Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mess around. So, it's been great. I mean, I, I, I recently wrote a, a, a 5,000, a 5,000 mile review on it. You know, this is, uh, and I and I hesitate to say it, but I mean, this is probably my second favorite Mini uh, as a daily driver. Wow! Next to the Roadster, that's huge. And and I I've had you know 2002, 2005, 2007, uh, and I've had like basically every year after 2011. Right. Of every kind of product you can imagine, and. The Roadster will always kind of be my favorite because it's such a special car. It was JCW Roadster. It was such. A, it was just a special car. Um, but as a daily driver, this thing is incredible. I mean, it's a. It's not as you know. It doesn't have as much like horsepower as maybe you want. 
but it's fine. It's fast, especially with the manual. It's just it's just it's a fun. blast to drive. Yeah, right. Everything about it is great. All wheel drive. I've got snow tires on it right now. You know, like this thing, I cannot wait for it to snow. Like this, this thing is going to be a monster in the snow. I, mean, I loved my GCB clubbing last year with snow tires, but now having this as a manual in snow, I mean, I'm, I, it's, it's basically like I'm going to be hunting for snow. All bets are off at this point. <laughs> so, so Gabe has snow tires on his JCW. I still have square tires on my JCW. So <laughs> it's it's pretty horrible because uh, we've been in the 20s here lately, and I have yet to upgrade. I put the Blizzax on the Roadster, so if oh, I man. if I need traction on the street, but the JCW is now just like a slippery mess everywhere I go. Yeah, I I cut it perfectly because I I put away my my old 76 2002 my old bmw and i put away my 1m literally the day before it snowed in chicago yeah wow so it, it i was it was mostly luck um and my and this and the the the, the jcw got snow tires the day after so it worked out pretty well but um yeah i actually have the blizzak lm20 or 32s i believe they're called that's the new it's, one it's a slightly yeah it's a slightly more performance oriented version of the WS 80s which yeah. I had last year that's what we've so got not technically as good in the snow yeah but um, you know it's there's still snow tires they're still brand new well and what's great and about the w, have... yeah what's great about the WS 80s and we're talking about this if you're interested in winter tires I'm a big fan of the Blizzak WS 80s because they're great on cold pavement they are fantastic yes. on cold pavement that's what I call a winter tire right. not a snow tire right and I think they still are the top of my list for a winter tire for people. They, yeah, read. Yeah, I mean, anybody's interested, read the article I had on uh, Motorfile about snow tires this past, I guess it was last week, which is essentially, you know, that point. Yeah. Is, you know, they're not snow tires, they're winter tires. Right. And, you know, yeah, it's great to have it in snow, but it, it, what the, the actual, like, you know, sort of like molecular structure of the rubber is totally different and allows for much more grip in cold weather yeah and and that's where that's where, frankly one of the worst problems on of, of summer tires and in, in winter is that even if it's dry they just do not grip on cold pavement right so you know your braking's bad your acceleration is bad and you're and you know and the fact that you could lose control of your car in certain situations well is, not to mention alarming. not to mention that it actually damages the tires if you're like i'm right now and i don't yeah. care because these tires are dead they're going in the recycling bin in the next four months when I get rid of the car, but um, become a playground. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> They're going to become mulch for somebody's, you know, garden. But um, yeah, you will actually damage your summer tires in temperatures below thirty degrees. They'll start to crack, yep. and uh, it's really it's bad on them. It's it's you know yeah. you're you're throwing your money away by not getting winter tires. Right, and I and I know people are are often they look at it and say like this is you know this is a big expense and yeah it is you know at the same time but you amortize it over four or five summer tires well think about that yeah you're spending the life of that but you're going to use the snow tires or the winter tires over the course of probably four or five seasons right right and you don't want to hang on to you know obviously too long but yeah I, I think that's exactly right so I don't know how we got the tires from the, uh, the JCW but. Well, hey, that's we, what we, we do. We got there, man. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the moral I'm gonna link, story is... I'm going to link both the stories up in the show. Put snow tires on it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to link both those up. Uh, your 5,000-mile review of the company car and your snow tire write-up that you put on motoring file. I'm going to link both those up in the show notes. Yes, and, and, and to give you a little sneak peek on, on what these, these snow tires, how they perform, 
I've only driven in the snow once in them, so I can't really speak to that very much. But they are, I would say, very, very similar to the WS80s, Todd. I think, from my experience at least, there's more grip to them. Uh, just in, uh, but it, but that's what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be slightly more performance oriented and give away a little bit of snow performance. Yeah. So that's the that's the thing. The other thing though, the big thing about these these tires is they their sidewalls aren't quite as square, and and that's that's common for snow tires because you want them to cut through snow, and and that's compounded by the fact they're also not run flats, and so when I first got in this car, I was like, holy holy. Whatever. smokes like this thing like the turning on this thing is is dramatically different like it's quick and it's lively it feels great and it just reminded me of basically every many i've ever personally owned in my life i've always ditched run flats how how great it is to ditch your run flats if you can stomach it yeah. because you reduce weight you increase Uh-oh. your turning it sharpens up feels yeah, well, your contact patch is there. The tire's not flexing as much. It's a little stiffer uh, in a winter tire. And I noticed that in our Roadster, too. It, it feels completely... I mean, the car handles different with the winter tires on than it does with the, the summer tires. Yeah. Um, but, I, but, yeah. I think more than anything, it's just like it's it's like limiting... Like, it's, it's less... Uh-oh, I think we... Oh. I've got I've got tires that do not have but uh, it's been great. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, awesome, Gabe. Did you have anything else you want to share with us before you before your car the uh, call drops no. all together? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean I'm good. I can I can hang on for a few here. But, okay. Uh, we'll keep no, on. I'm good. As long as your well, signal's there. <laughs> it's, it's been going. JW great. That's well, okay. Well, I can tell you that you know a lot of my customers that when we're putting them in the snow tires, I will always go with the performance snow tire like the LM32 that does have more of a rounded uh, sidewall, because you know we live in a tri-state area, we're always plowing, we're always doing things quickly, so you're not doing the full deep snow like we are way up in northern Michigan that never plows, and you know you're always trying to get through stuff. You know, down here, we are 50% slush and dry right. salted roads and 50% of, you know, a quick snow and then it's gone again. Right. So, you know, by putting you in a performance snow tire, it's still gripping. It's still doing what it's supposed to. Yeah. It's still, it still likes that uh, tread compound and the temperature compound of the, t- the tire, but it's not so gummy like the WS80s where – you kind of feel like you're driving on like a marshmallow. It's got a little bit of a float to it. Yeah. And it, when you're driving 60 miles an hour on the freeway, you're like, wow, this almost feels unstable if I don't really right. pay attention to what I'm doing. If I don't have both hands on the wheels, I can't just kind of Fewer. relax and cruise. You got to kind of really like concentrate on driving. So I really yeah. can see both sides of, of yeah. both snow tires, and I will really ask my customers a lot of questions when we're trying to put them into the right tire. But 90% of my people I put into something a little more performance-oriented yeah. because the Mini That's is a, a performance car. Right. Uh, you know, Chad, it's interesting you say that because I think my – I remember my first snow tire I ever bought in the, in the 90s. <laughs> I was I, – I literally thought something was wrong with the car. I mean, it felt – Oh, I had to live with uh, that for like three, four years. They were, they, they were so, they were, they felt so unstable. They were, com- they were so compliant. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I've had, I've had customers bring them back to me, yeah. and I, you know, 
do the whole explanation and I tell him everything about it, but I'm like, tire A, this will be really good in deep snow, but it's $115 a tire. Or tire B, it'll be a little less good in deep snow, but it'll handle everything. It'll be a really nice all-around tire, but it's $180 a tire. Right. Everybody right, right. everybody goes to the $115 a tire, and then they come back three minutes later like, this tire's unstable. I can't take this. I want to return them. I'm like, well, no, that was the tire you chose. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is your tire now. No backseas at Detroit Tuned. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I go through an immense amount of time with you to make sure you understand every aspect of why you're choosing this tire and you know, to really give you the good choice. And, and even to the point of, hey, here's a car that has these tires. Take this car for a drive. Feel what these cars feel like. I mean, we had a customer just the other day uh, for a set of brand new performance snow tires, and he still didn't quite get it. And he slid into a curb and ended up totaling out his so that's why I, I, car. It was good enough, but in the snow, in the deep snow, it was just shockingly good. Yeah. 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 Well, I say, and I will agree with the that feeling of I had uh, we had an F56 for a while that had some Blizzaks on it, and they were horrible on the highway. They really did feel like the car was just going to float out, out right off the highway. You know, yep. it was this feeling of, oh, my gosh, I don't feel like I have control of this car. And that is a that is a description you can see. And it doesn't just happen to minis. It happens in BMWs and other vehicles, people who do that. But and and here's where, you know, we got away with it in the Roadster is we do a majority of in-town driving, not much on the highway. And sure. so you never get that feeling of being out of control when you're only doing 45, 50 miles an hour. But 60, oh, yeah. 60, 70 miles an hour, the car does get a little light and kind of feels like there's something wrong with the, the steering or the suspension, and it's just something you can't describe. Yeah. And uh, But it's everything both you guys said uh, about that. So, Chad, that, I would agree with you 1,000%. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, I'll even give you quick feedback right now. I'm, I'm driving on the LM32. I'm going to 80. It feels pretty much like a normal tire. Yeah, it's, wow. it's a very normal yeah. tire, and, and that's the nice thing about a performance snow tire. You're just going to spend a couple dollars more, but it really is what the Mini needs unless you live in a spot that's like they never plow. We get eight inches a day. We get all of this lake effect, whatever, and that's where you're like, okay, that's yeah. where you need that full-on snow tire because you're doing a lot of right. daily driving and the commuting and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting. Like, when you're thinking about a snow tire, they have what they call a sipe, and it's all these little tiny cuts in the in the tire. And if you take a, a deck of cards and you flip them, you know, like, you know, and you're, you're looking at all, that's kind of like what your snow tire is doing. So it's, it's always kind of flexing. And when you're accelerating fast, it's wanting to flex, which means it's spinning more. And when you're braking, it's also flexing, you know, and it's wanting to kind of squirm while you're actually putting the brakes on. So those are all things why I think in the middle of the 80s, early 90s type of thing, uh, people were like, oh, you don't need snow tires. You can just go with this all season because people felt more safe in them because they right. weren't used to how that was working as new technology came out. And now you've seen everything kind of come around and we're like, oh, well, you really should have snow tires and you should have this. And, and in some states and other countries, it is law that by now you should have your snow tires on no matter what. Right. Yeah. Germany. That's it's required. Yeah. Canada. Uh, well, Jim Peterson really? put his snows on. Oh, so yeah. you should have your snows on, too. Yeah. He's the, he's our he's our groundhog or <laughs> mini groundhog yes. for snow tires. 
Yeah. And and DB, it was funny because it, it brought up Phoenix to me. I read last week somebody said the only place all seasons are good is someplace like Phoenix, where yeah. where in the winter it can get into the 40s at night, right? You know, now, sometimes during the day for a week, we get that one week where we get that cold snap where it's like high 40s, low 50s for a week, and then it goes away. But that's the but only yeah, th- at night it gets in the 40s, low 50s all the time. Yeah, but you're like all seasons are good in some place like Phoenix where it never gets yeah. much below 40 degrees. Right. Um, but you know they function well, and fine. all season tire similar like to uh, Continental DWS. I mean that tire really can do snow capabilities and it can really do hot capabilities. I mean there are some really good all season tires that can get all the stuff. I mean a DWS can do pretty good in the snow the first year or two, no problem. So you really can can get a nice all season that does well in things. But if you're in a place that gets a lot of snow not just a little dusting, I mean, actual snow, then you want to go to a snow tire. Yeah. And and the thing about the all season, even if it's good, uh, you know, it it doesn't quite have, it does not have the same level of growth and it just never will. So, you know, if you're ever going for all out performance, that is just not the choice you want. Just get, you know, it's, it's it's been interesting. And I'm sure Gabe, you've probably had a little more, a little snow as, as well as we, I mean, we've had snow pretty much every day this week. Uh, I've actually seen some people on Instagram and like uh, the Indy 500s out there, which is basically a, you know, Michelin or a, you know, whatever pilot sport, you know, performance tire in the snow. I'm like, yeah, that, that I'm surprised you're actually driving more than two miles an hour in that. You're not in the ditch. (laughs) Yeah. We've talked about it for years and I I actually have been in in Las Vegas this whole week. So I had got to skip out on the snow, but uh, the thing that we've always, uh, we've talked about for years is how frustrating it is to hear people say like, Oh man, you know, I, my mini cannot handle snow. I hate this thing. I got to get, you know, X, Y, Z crossover or my, you know, like, well, dude, you got, you know, summer tires in your car and you're driving in six inches of snow. I mean, this, that's just how it works. You, you've you've got to be relatively like informed on, on what you just purchased before you start to basically, you know, yeah. trade it in for a loss. Yes. Yep. Exactly. All right. There we go. There's our tire talk for this year. <laughs> There's our tire talk for 2018. Market done and done. That was good. That was good talk, though. I think that was good. Good talk. Good talk. Yeah. Good talk. Yeah. Except, like, you guys keep mentioning this word snow. <laughs> Shut up, And it's TV. just, what? What is well, this Well, it's, it's white, this white fluffy stuff that comes from the sky. But DB, okay. you're not that far away. You can drive to snow it's in 30, so 45 minutes. We can drive to, I can drive to snow in uh, 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Okay. Yeah, I'm close to snow. Yeah, it's, there's nothing, there's nothing better than like going through like, you know, six, eight inches of virgin snow. <laughs> okay. Like, like fresh, fresh snow tires. I'm telling you, it's so much fun. And doing a donut in an empty parking lot is something everyone should experience sometime in their life. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what I need to find? I need to find – you remember that video that Anthony in Philly made? Yes, he went to the Ikea yeah, parking like, lot. The Ikea parking lot in Philly? Yeah. yeah. yeah I need cool. to find that video again. I think it was him and Marzo, wasn't it? I think so. I think it was Marzo. I couldn't tell. I think it was Marzo's mini, I think, to tell you the truth. Uh, I think it was Anthony's mini, actually. It might have been. point I was standing. Uh, I need to find that video. I should probably need to share that on Christmas Day. After you know, everybody. Marzo's listening to the show right now, and he's screaming at the radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every now and then I, I come in, and he's like, did that really happen? I was like, yeah, I did. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> he, he learned about the Rolls Royce, uh, you know, Dino Day, and he's pretty excited about it. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's very exciting stuff. Uh, hey, let's let Gabe go. Gabe, finish your drive, dude. Be safe. I think we already lost him anyway. Oh, Gabe. He did. G- Gabriel. Mr. Bridger. Yes, I put myself on mute. Oh, okay. yeah. You, Gabe, if you want, you can go ahead and take off. You got a long drive ahead of you. I mean, you don't need to stick around for us. It was cool that you joined us, though. Talk about tires, the company car, and the GP. Well, well last thing I was going to ask, did you guys already talk about the uh, special editions? No. <laughs> the sticker edition? I mean, the special editions? <laughs> no, there's a little, a little more than that. Let's talk about them real quick. I, I just have a couple points. All right. Yeah, go. So, is there special edition? There's got to be special edition news music, right? No. Oh uh, yeah, oh, okay. it's your theme game. For, not for not for sticker, not for sticker edition. <laughs> Sarcastically, no, so, these, so, these are sticker I mean, editions. Come on, like dude, this. they're sticker they're editions. Like this. Yeah. There's always, no, that's not necessarily true. So there's a couple. So what's interesting about this is a, it we have an F56 with the return of the silver roof. Yep. So this is more like the checkmate style stuff. It's not necessarily as like. And hey, as know, far as I'm concerned. Nope, as far as I'm concerned, the checkmate could have stayed in the past. Something in video Well, I thought the checkmate was I thought the checkmate was an attractive attractive car. No, that V so that, that V stripe on the on the on the bonnet has to go. That is just it's hideous. Yeah. It is oh, a, I think it looks great. Nope. It's, nope. A, it's great. It's an it assault on design sensibilities happened, everywhere. And, and and if I'm honest, the I silver roof silver roof of mirror caps don't look good on an F fifty six. That's okay. I think it looks great. So I think the whole thing looks great. Wheels are too small, but I think the whole thing looks great. I think the the, the other problem you don't want to accentuate the length of that that overhang on an F56. So I like the fact that you got a you know your your sticker basically starts at the scoop onward. Yeah. Yeah. But then you've got you've got uh, the black door handles. You've got obviously the blacked out trim, and then you've got black mini logos for the first time. Now I do like that. I do like that. And a black chrome or essentially piano black. Um, gas cap. So, which those are available really now? You can. In. I've swapped those right, out the now. Whole package kind of ushers in like this new look yeah. for for many with those logos. And and that it, it it's it's kind of it's kind of compelling. Here's the thing, though, is I'm going to say it only took many 15 years to figure out what people have been doing to their cars for the last 15 years, wrapping them in vinyl, <laughs> spraying them with, uh, with plastic dip, all of those things. Many finally figured out, oh, hey, let's see if we can do this to the cars. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, I like it. Don't well, get me. Don't they, get me. They've basically done, they've done everything. They, they've done, you know, they've done a, a lot of various things. The logo was one thing they couldn't do. With the whole yeah. So, was like, but I, I think it looks fantastic. What do you guys think about the belt line remaining silver? No, I think that's horrible. That's got to go. That's got to go now. I'm tired of taping belt lines. I make a lot of money on it, and I'm sick of it. Uh, I'll tape all your Boy, belt and lines. You know, for the, the, the reason why is that many of considers that like a, a fundamental aspect of the, of the car. And so that it, it needs to be like a sort of a bright or sort of high contrast point in the design and they just don't want to get rid of that. I think it's I think it's a bad idea. I disagree with that. I, I think it's time to let it go. Because I've done enough and Chad, you've done enough too. You look at when you black out a belt line on certain color now certain color cars needs that chrome accent there. I get it. Yes. It, it grounds it. But on many cars, especially a black car, no, black it out. Yeah. 
my air car where it's the atomic teal that looks great chrome but any other car black it out yeah, yeah black it out everything else is blacked out the trim rings are gone the the grill ring is gone the the badges are gone and you get this piece of chrome there and you're like gee many christmas what you know <laughs> yeah that's the come clean it up for the family tonight. Sorry. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the one the, the one of all the sticker editions that I do like, Gabe, is the uh I do like the orange edition JCW. But that's because it's a pretty true cool. Color. Edition. Yeah, I but it, I think it looks pretty cool. I don't know. I peeled the yeah, I, no, I, I love that color. Speaking of I peeled but you can get that color on any any you can't yeah, but it also has those wheels. I think it just looks sharp. When you see that car in person, you look at it and you're like, what the hell were they thinking with the orange roof? <laughs> The orange car with the orange roof and the black spoiler, you don't see it in that picture. It it it's ridiculous in person. I've had oh. I've had people said I just want to pay you to wrap the roof in black, uh, or white actually, but white but would look sharp. It's got to match. The, it's got to see the. Oh, DB. but it's got to match the trimming. It's yeah, got yeah, no. It's got a black spoiler. Perhaps. It's an orange roof and a uh, black uh, spoiler. Got it. It's got why, a black. Why roof. is it a black spoiler? It looks silly. Have you not seen the pictures, Gabe? <laughs> No, no. I'm at, what I'm asking, though. Why? Philosophically, like they're just trying to like create some contrast, right? No, I think they're yeah. just trying to cobble some parts together. <laughs> I re- well, I can't no, answer the question. Easily, that, that's actually harder to do because the way it goes through the, the the system, like I mean, there's plenty of orange spoilers lying around. They they have that color anyway. Yeah, I I've taken many of the spoilers apart and and wrapped them, um, so it is possible. Yeah. It's not that hard to to take that apart. But, um, yeah, I think it's kind of ridiculous looking, especially because the cars have sunroofs. And so there's a giant black sunroof in the middle of this orange thing and a black spoiler. Oh. And then you go, no, this car needs <laughs> to be a black roof. So that's just me, my yeah. personal opinion. Oh, there it is. So so there, right, Gabe. Now we've, talk, we've talked about the sticker editions. Gabe, thanks so much for joining us every chance you could this year. We really appreciate yeah. it. Have a great yeah, Thanksgiving, no sir. I'll... I'll be hands-on with those cars next week, so nice. I will send reports. I want to Sweet. see pictures on Instagram. Yeah, All can't right. wait. All right, Gabe, thanks. All right, see you guys. Later. Right. See ya. And so endeth our time with Mr. Bridger. It was nice to have him on. Um, that was actually the best connection he's had in God and age. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope people appreciated that. He's driving across the country. That's what this show's about. It's about driving minis, and he was driving his Countryman JCW. Driving JCW country, which is pretty rad. And so also endeth the news from motoringfile.com. The the three big stories we talked about there, the uh, Gabe's 5,000-mile review, the snow tile write-up, and the mini sticker editions. I've linked those up in the show notes, so you can find those there. Really quick before we finish up, I want to remind you guys about one of the other awesome, amazing, rad sponsors underneath the white roof, and that's our, our friends over at Craven Speed. Cravenspeed.com. Click over there, and I don't care if you have a mini – or any other brand of car, I want you to click over to CravenSpeed.com and I want you to click the Browse by Make tab. You're going to find everything from Alphas down to Volvos. And there's some of the things, like you go into Smart and it's, uh, you know, the shorty antenna. Big deal. You go into Mazda, however, and Alpha, Romeo, however. And this is where things start getting interesting because they are making, Craven's making some really cool stuff for the MX-5 and the 126 Spider which is roughly the same car. And I would go and check it out if you happen to have a new MX-5 in the driveway. Be worth looking at. If you don't have any of those cars here, Mini Cooper owner, like you should be. Sorry, you listening to the show. 
click into the mini section there you're going to find the bulk of the craven speed products everything from the shorty antenna of course to the platypus mount so you don't have to mount your uh, license plate to drill holes in your bumper like an animal who does that if you are and i know you guys are out there and i know you're listening you're rocking an r53 you have a 2003 to 2006 mini cooper s and it is not modified and you're ready to pull the trigger on modifications, your first mod is going to be a pulley. And the pulley that you're going to put on that car is from Craven Speed. Go over there, check it out. If you have any of the any of the cars and you want a real sporty feel when you shift, you have to look at the Craven Speed short shifter because it's awesome. Oh, my God. It is such a really nice piece. Uh, really well-crafted. It installs nice, um, and it just looks super, super rad. That and a whole bunch more stuff. Just go over there. I want you to start poking around the Craven Speed site. It is super awesome stuff. And remember, too, that they make all this stuff themselves. They design it all in-house. They make it out of carbon fiber, unobtainium, and God knows what else. It's really cool stuff. They've got 3D printers running all the time to prototype stuff. It's really super. They all work like lab coats and goggles all the time. And I kill him walks around sipping on bourbon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While he's wearing a lab coat and, and safety goggles. No, not really. That sounds but like my awesome. day. That sounds like my day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, these guys are awesome. I want you to go check them out. They're really cool stuff. And the coolest thing about Craven Speed, too, is if you, you get stuff from Craven Speed and you go, I want Craven Speed, but I, I don't want to deal with the Craven Speed website. I don't know why, because it's actually a really nice website. You want to go to Chad, buy Craven Speed stuff from Chad. Buy Craven Speed stuff from OutMotoring.com. Buy Craven Speed stuff from your local guy, whoever your local guy is. Insert local guy name here. And that's just as good as going to the website. Right. They're just they're just they, they're just happy to be able to sell stuff. Right. They love to sell stuff. They love to see how how you are implementing their cool stuff into your Mini Cooper or other vehicles. Um, so much so that if you click over to the website and you click to the third tab and little image rotator thing, there's actually a customer gallery over there. Pictures of customer cars that, you know, pe people send in pictures of the car. It's like, oh, here's my car. Check it out. It's really super awesome. You can probably send a picture and they post it for you, too. If you do go over to CravenSpeed.com and you do place an order for something like, I don't know, the really awesome mini, you know, mini dipstick for the Gen 1, Gen 2 cars, and you order it from CravenSpeed.com, there's a place there on the order form. You can actually leave a comment. Your comment should say, thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, are bestest pals in the whole wide world. CravenSpeed. CravenSpeed.com. Does anybody have anything else? Uh, No. <laughs> Ted's easy. Yeah, I better keep my mouth shut. No. Oh, now, <laughs> now I'm intrigued. I've got to keep his mouth shut. No, long as everybody knows our special secret codes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're getting to that. So let's go. We're going to be done. This will be the part of the show where we're done, but you don't want to fast forward yet. Let me tell you why. Because um, our boys here, Chad at Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com, and Mr. Todd at MotoringStripes.com have a special deal for White Roof Radio listeners only. This is only for you guys. You can share this if you want, but it's only for you guys. I'm not going to write this down anywhere. This isn't going on social media anywhere. This is only for the listeners of White Roof Radio and Black Roof Radio. And that is if you were to go to motoringstripes.com or DetroitTune.com and place an order anytime between now and the end of the year, plenty of time for Christmas, you could use a code of WRR18 and save 5% on your order. 
from either of those websites, either toddsmotoringstripes.com or chadsdetroitune.com. Save 5%. Use the code WRR18. And also, the secret, go to motoringbadges.com and it also works. Because guess what's coming back? Motoring badges is coming back? Yeah. Nuh-uh. Yeah. And you know why? Really? Because because Minnie's making you the got badge. got new designs? And because, because Minnie's making the badge holder again. Don't call this a comeback. You've been here for years. I know. We never, we never really went anywhere. We've always sold badges on the site, but we're bringing back some of the classic vintage designs that people have been asking about now for. Oh, they've, nice. They've, they've been gone for about a year. Um, yeah. So we're uh, opening the vault. We're we're uh, opening up the vault and over at motoringbadges.com. Go check it out. And uh, you know some good holiday deals, cheap shipping, and you know your discount WRR18 will get you five percent off your order. Yeah, cheap shipping from from uh, motoring badges, but you want to know what's even better than cheap shipping? Chad, tell them what's better than cheap shipping. Free shipping! Thank you very much. And who is offering free shipping for this holiday season? Uh, DetroitTune.com. See, look at that. Do you have to do anything, Chad? Do you have to do anything? Do you have to order so much or anything? You got to order a special amount of money? Yeah, we are asking $130 uh, for free shipping. But realistically, most anything that we sell or a couple of things is going to equal that no problem. So, um, I mean, yes, you're just going to order a blackout kit. Yeah, that's going to cost you a couple bucks to ship it. But, you know, that's $14. Get something else, a turbo oil line kit, uh, a set of springs. You're uh, going to need brakes this spring. Yeah. You're going to need I brakes. Here's what you're going to get. You're going to get a spare tire, and you're going to get Chad's mom's spare tire back. Ooh, there you yep. go. I mean, that, that'll totally uh, do this free shipping, no problem. So, I mean, there's a lot of things uh, when you add two things together that work well together. Uh, you're going to get the free shipping, no problem. So that's uh, – it's been our standard thing the last couple of years. We've lowered the price last couple – that 130 uh, you know, and it has worked well for everyone. So. Yeah, you know, Chad, you should actually have this the, the mini spare. You should have it listed. We should have two SKUs on your website, one of them if they're just buying the tire and another one if they're buying the tire with with mom's bag made from love. Yeah, I, I I keep the bag a separate thing just because you know sure. everyone's you know always like oh I don't want all this I don't want that you know so you know we make it all a la carte so you don't you know we're not forcing you to get into anything but um, yeah 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 <laughs> you know, we, should, we just, uh, should just be like a kit already ready to go just like I just want to get that here I'm gonna spend my money and I'm gonna buy all those things so go to Troy Tune like Chad just said go to Troy Tune. Order yourself up $130 worth of product at least, which is easy to do. The spare tire and the spare tire bag, for example, that's going to cover that right there. And Chad's going to ship it out to you. He's going to ship it out for free. Boom. Done. Piece of cake. Right? Right. That's over at DetroitTune.com. So make sure you visit everybody. So spread the wealth. And keep an eye for motoringbadges.com. It's still redirecting to motoringstripes.com, but that's going to change here by the time you guys hear this. That's right. There's going to be and and we're going to be adding or are you just, or are you just going to put badges on motoring stripes? Um I, it's probably going to look the same like I want to be able to merge them together so you can place your order together. So but just go to motoring badges you'll end up at the right place. There you go. Keep an eye out for that guys. Awesome. Awesome stuff. As I mentioned already as well, this is our final show of 2018. I am uh, putting Wireless Media on winter hiatus. The bike show did its last show. Unless this something week. really cool happens, like some shit goes and, down. Yeah, unless something really cool happens, or or Gabe is actually has a good connection and wants to talk about driving one of the sticker cars, then you know we'll get that going. 
We could do the Christmas the shuttle crashes into the moon. We, we will come back. We could do the Christmas bourbon drinking show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we actually we could because Brian and I did the beer drinking show on the bike show this week. Yeah. So that was actually a lot of fun. Except Brian was drinking mimosas, and oh boy, I just gotta say. Did, Got to get Brian Dallas drinking mimosas more often. Did he have to put his balls in the drawer to do that? Come on. He, well, he's drinking I, beer. I, I, think, I, I think he did. Hey, but don't get me I, wrong. I, I like a good mimosa, but you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I know it was it was in fun. He was having a good time. Uh, they were getting ready for the holiday and all that, so it was a That's good time. Awesome. That's uh, awesome. Personally, I I would drink a delightful IPA, um, but we don't talk about that here. That's the bike show, RideBikesRadio.com. If you want to listen to two guys talking about literally talking about riding bikes and drinking beer. RideBikesRadio.com is for you. Go over and check it out. Available where White Roof Radio is, so it's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah, I think we're done though. Yeah. We're done for we're done for today. We're done yeah. for the year. We will be back. I'm I'm presuming we'll be back in 2019. Um, hopefully with uh, some cool new stuff for you guys for the new year. We're going to be talking about that during the holiday break. I hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving. For those of you who aren't in the United States, I hope you have a fantastic Thursday. Or had a fantastic Thursday, depending on when this goes up. And then I um, hope everybody has a fantastic Christmas and New Year's as well. Yes. 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 Uh, but uh, but that's all we have. We are done. So this is, mm, pardon me, this is the part of the show where I do like to make that funny clicking sound. And then I say, questions, comments, or concerns, go ahead click back over to whiteroofradio.com. There you can leave us a note in the show notes. You can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com but until 2019 gang this db i'm done cheers see ya and we didn't talk about Listening to the world famous Wire Roof Radio with cast number 651, recorded November 20th, 2018. Tonight brought to you by Cravenspeed.com and Outmotoring.com and Motoringstripes.com. And badges. Boy, you can tell when I don't do an intro for a long time. <laughs> dun, dun, it's been a dun. month, man.